begging Mr. Hitler If you think we're on the run We are the boys who will stop your little game We are the boys who will make you think again Cause who do you think you are kidding Mr. Hitler If you think old England's done Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football, Korea's premier English language K-League podcast, hosted by two sober guys of a Tuesday evening. Wow, that's been the most interesting intro that we've had this season. Indeed. And and I don't mean the music, which was very interesting as well, obviously. From your childhood? Uh, Yes, it was. Um, Any particular reason? We obviously picked, uh, or you obviously picked, uh, the theme tune to Daz Army. Uh, who do you think you're kidding, Mr. Hitler? Okay. And we'll get to the reason for that in a bit. Yeah, but as you say, it involves everyone's favourite club from Suwon. <laughs> and we've, we've talked about their uh, affiliation several times before, so I'm sure most people can guess what's coming. Yep. But, uh, and apparently they will end the season with a special second half performance from Fritz. Um, there's one for Stevie if he's still listening, yeah? Okay, so what's on this week's show, Paul? What do we have for the listeners this week? Uh, we will review the most recent round of uh, Kaylee Classic matches. Okay, no challenge, obviously. No challenge. Um, then we'll obviously discuss our winners and losers from those matches. Okay. I'm sure you can guess what's coming as my loser of the week. Um, yep, I can imagine. Uh, there was an announcement about Manager of the Month yep. last week, so we'll find out who that was. Uh, and see where that takes us. Then we'll do our usual segments about what's going on in the K-League forums, uh, look at a, a classic moment from K-League history, and then we'll get back to our... Intro music. Intro music. Then we'll be previewing this week's international games and next week's uh, playoff, first, first playoff. Okay. And then finally, we'll figure out something to take us into the evening. Okay, sounds good. Sounds excellent. Okay. So, review. Uh, this week... Um, as we discussed in last week's podcast, uh, I was not going to be able to attend any football games due to being at Ken Kenny's uh, wedding. Uh, I'm assuming uh, you watched some games at least over over the course of the weekend. I was at a wedding on Saturday. Oh, okay. Not Ken Kenny's. So the same one. Okay. So um, luckily, I was spared the trip to Kangwon. Unfortunately, uh, it ended before kickoff, so I was actually able to watch it on my phone. But the game or the wedding? Because <laughs> I think both ended before kickoff, right? So, but I had been complaining to the, to the was my colleague who was getting married this weekend. So I was complaining to her about ho- having her wedding on a a day with a football match. Uh, but it turns out I was extremely grateful. Yes. So the game was held in that obviously not in the ski resort because that's now being turned back into a ski resort for the for the Winter Olympics. Um, first question: I did see highlights of the game. Uh, the pitch was literally perfection. I'm a, is, it, is it plastic? It's a fake grass because it was like I've never seen a pitch in, in Korea in the winter or at this time of year so perfectly green and like no clumps and bad patches. <laughs> um, I've no idea if it was or not, but I'm going to seize on that as an excuse for what happened. Okay. Obviously, Kangwon used to playing on the plastic pitch. Okay. I don't think it is plastic. I think it was just perfect, uh, unlike anything sold did that day. Um, so I guess we'll get into that game. Um, uh, I finished 4-0 I guess we'll just tell the listeners that one you can 
tune to listen in to me give Paul a ribbon right now, or you can tune you can you can choose to go and put a, a cup of coffee on, make some kimchi. Yeah. Come back six months later when the kimchi's ready, and I'll still be gone. Um, four nil, uh, humping, deserved, uh, embarrassing, flying out, cheat in. I must confess, I only watched the first half, okay. which ended one nil. Yep. And then my I got so much buffering on the, the video, I gave up and just okay. it through text. Okay. Um, the first twenty or thirty minutes, Seoul were dominating without creating. Okay. As you may have heard me say once Several or twice things. or thirty-seven yep. times this season, um, and they had a couple of chances that they didn't take. And then the game turned on uh, one very unfortunate bit of luck, some fortuitous use of the VAR. Okay. So uh, Kangwon started to attack, and the sole defender lumps the ball, and it bounced off the the uh, the sole the other sole defender who was shadowing the Kangwon player who was trying to close it down, and they, they the Kangwon player went through one on one with the keeper. The sole defender Hwang Yunsu chasing back. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to it was Egan Ho who was the Kangwon player attacking he got to him and tried to tackle him and Egan Ho was cute he uh, he rode the tackle and then he realised they'd been tackled on or in and around the area so he thought oh I could get a penalty out of this so about a minute later he then dived okay. theatrically okay this is an interesting take on what I saw Okay. The ref gave a penalty. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then it was referred to the VAR, and he went over, looked at the video, and decided that the contact had started outside, outside the box, the box yep. which I guess I agree with. Huang. Um, uh, now it would have been interesting to see, like the TV cameras missed him being sent off, but he got he got a red card because of this, because I guess the last man. Yeah, but I don't think. Well, I don't really know because I wasn't. I didn't watch it, but I seen. I, I, I believe he got a double yellow, um, but I don't quite. I think he was on a yellow. I don't really quite know what he was sent off for, because if it was for that, surely he was going off at the penalty anyway. Regardless so of not, do we, are we not playing double jeopardy in K League at the minute? Ah, so if it was a penalty, he would only get the a yellow card. Theoretically, well, I'm not sure if that's if that rules in place. This kind of. K-League season working from uh, beginning of year to end of year rather than August to May. Yeah. It's a bit confusing about when rules are brought in. And okay. But he ended up being sent off. Yeah. Um, sold out to 10 men. Yeah. Uh, free kick was fizzled over the bar. Yeah. Um, but two minutes later, well, so obviously they've lost a the centre-back. So Huang Sanong sacrifices a midfielder, brings on... Kwaktehi, mm-hmm. and that's where it all went wrong. Yep. Well, how many times this season have we said that things go wrong when Kwaktehi's on the pitch? So two minutes after he'd come on, uh, the Kangwon player loops in a cross, and Kwaktehi's trailing his man, Yep. Uh, which confuses the goalie. So the, the Kangwon player didn't actually touch it, but it bounced past Yang Hanbin. Probably, yeah. I guess he probably should have done better. He should have done, but I mean, it was a it was a pretty simple goal to give in, to give away. Sorry, but Quaktahi not 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 sort of keeping track of his man was unforgivable. Second half, though, I only watched the highlights. But second half, it was like the one team show, right? But I guess Seoul K 
keep trying to chase the game. Yeah. Uh, and I, I gave up watching because I was so annoyed. But um, I mean, Egan Roy actually got on the and on, on the score sheet. I'm not quite sure who scored the other the other goals. Uh, but yeah, I ran out four 0 winners, and I think from the highlights I saw, I think Seoul started the second half brightly. They had a couple of chances in the first like five minutes or so, and then Gang One just put their foot down and just ran away with it. Looked like the team they should have been all season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four 0 I mean, is that is that the biggest defeat since Suwon won the, the the derby a couple of years ago, five one? Uh, in K League. In K League, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, definitely the, the most unexpected, at least. I, I read an article today saying that they've conceded um, more than three got three or more goals. Four times this season. Okay, so that's unusual then, I guess. Yeah. T- once to Pohang, twice to Kangwon, and once to. Uh, la, 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 la. Incheon? Was it Incheon? No. Yeah, 5 3 to Incheon, right? Or some. No. Is that 5 2? Or the Dago game was 3 each as well, wasn't it? Was, was, was the Dago game not 3 each? Anyway, um, so, so. It was all teams that you shouldn't be committing yeah. huge amounts of goals to. I mean. The, the, the season is not actually mathematically over um, due to uh, some rather horrendous um, decision making in the other in the games in the other classic games that mattered on on Sunday. So Ulsan were at, who's um, Ulsan were at home to John Book. Yeah, they lost two one. They lost two one, and Suwon were away in Jeju, and they drew the uh, First. <coughs> terrible decision making was when Saw took Jonathan off with 10 minutes left and brought on Yom Ki Hun yep. even though they were nothing each and a, a, a victory guaranteed them ACL um, Ilsan went a goal behind um, to uh, an EJ Sung screamer it was actually a brilliant goal they then 5-6 minutes later put one back um, I, can't remember, I think it was Orsic Orsic shot from outside the box uh, the ball was parried by the John Book keeper and oh, I can't remember the guy's name he ran in and flicked it over the keeper uh, and make it one each and then of course who else but Edon Gook uh, made it 2-1 uh, his 201st goal uh, in the K-League and all but sealed Olsen to a horrendous uh, like split I suppose I mean even pre-split they've been pretty poor now lost four on the bounce. Yeah, you're now looking at a team thinking, can they get the confidence to pull it around to go into a play or a, a two-legged final against against uh, Pusan, who are on the up? See the way it is now. If Suwon had won their FA Cup semi, you'd be thinking Suwon are going to finish third. Seoul just need to get do better yep. than Ulsan this weekend. Yep. And then Suwon will definitely beat Ulsan in the FA Cup final, and Seoul will be in the ACL. Yeah. I mean, it's. Can I, can I just bang my head on the table, please? I mean, there's a. It's it's a crazy set of, or our team of events that's that's kind of put Seoul in a situation that that they're in. I mean, Seoul should never have lost to Pusan. Seoul should never have lost to Pusan. You're now looking at saying it, what you have is you have a FA Cup final, which is a challenge versus a classic team. Yeah. The exact same as the playoff final. Yeah. And what we've seen from the last few years is that the challenge team always wins. Yep. Now, obviously, Osan are in exactly the same situation. 
yep. that Songnam were in going into the playoff final yep. last year. And it wouldn't surprise me if Pusan beat them over two legs. I never thought they would, but I watched them on Sunday, and uh, they're a team that has no confidence, no imagination, no nothing. Um, and it would not surprise me if uh, if they if they lost to Pusan over two legs. Now, speaking of no imagination, no creativity, John Am drew two each with Inchon yep. against nine men Inchon. Yep. Inchon had one man sent off in the first half and one man sent off in the second half. Um, it was 1-0 John Am, yep, 2-1 Inchon, and then two each. And then I think John Am hit the bar a couple of times and I had a couple of fantastic slaves. saves. Not fantastic slaves, that's for another <laughs> podcast that, that I do. Um, and uh, Jin Jung, Jin, Lee Jin Jung, oh, I can't remember his name there, Jin Jung, yeah, the Inchon goalkeeper, right, did really exceptionally well. Um, kept Inchon uh, in the battle for not making the playoffs. Um, but Guangzhou, unfortunately, did get relegated this weekend. They are now officially the automatic team going down. Yeah. And I think Niall McGinn is officially looking at his passport and trying to book tickets online back to probably Aberdeen. Uh, what would be really interesting would be if Derek McInnes, who is the Aberdeen manager, moved to Rangers yeah. and then tried to buy Niall McGinn for Rangers. That would be hilarious. <coughs> Just while we're talking about Scottish football. What about everybody? Oh, sorry. I saw uh, an article which surely means Celtic are going to be relegated to the... Um, second league, league two, whatever you call it, Scottish, uh, sec- Scottish second division, is it? An Irish businessman having a Swiss company in the Isle of Man has abs- absolutely no effect on a Scottish team at the top of the Premier League. Sixty-three games unbeaten. Do you think sixty thousand zombies will agree with that? Um, no. Nope. Or do you think they'll use this one little chink, like chink in your armour, to sort of try and make a fuss? Or they'll probe it and explore it, but they've got no case to answer. Maybe, no maybe it's just the tip of the iceberg, though. Yeah, there's no case there. Because at the end of the day, it's the same, it's the same Paradise Papers that involves old, old Lizzie, who mm-hmm. apparently has been up to all sorts of tax evading tricks. Sorry, I, I, for, the, for the legal reasons, I have to call it tax avoidance. Evasion is illegal, avoidance is normal. That's right. That's what the, that's what some Tory minister said during the week. Uh, avoidance. Yesterday, that's what he said. That's true. I learned that when I was learning my accounting. Avoidance. Amazing. Avoidance is making the use of making use of the allowances and things that are available to you to minimise your tax. Evasion is not paying the tax yeah. that you should be paying. So. So apparently the Queen didn't not pay it. She just didn't pay it because she didn't need to pay it because she used things to make her not have to pay it. But it, tax avoidance is like like in Korea <laughs> filling in your year end tax. Anyway, it's a football podcast. Yeah. So back to Celtic. Uh, Back to Celtic, uh, back to the winners and losers, yeah. I guess we'll do. Uh, Paul, I'm going to pick your loser first, just to get it over and done with. Can I, just before, just before we get on to that, one last thing. Yep. When I started talking about the Kangwon penalty, non-penalty, you said that's not how you saw it, mm-hmm. but you never told me how you did see it. Uh, I saw it was a clear foul outside the box. You said you can know. Realised he'd been, he'd been tackled, went down there, but I think it was a clear foul. I think the guy got his ankle. Yes, but what him going down was unrelated, right? Um, oh, uh, memory muscle. 
muscle memory. Yeah, muscle memory. <laughs> he remembered something happened. He got tapped on his ankle. He took a step. It was a foul, though. The guy made yeah, contact. Yeah, that, that was the foul. And then he took a step or two forward and realised he'd been fouled and threw himself to the ground. Him falling over was nothing, nothing to do with the tackle. That was him deciding to make yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he didn't dive. That was a clear, the clearest case of simulation you'll ever see. Mm. Apart from what's his face, Curios. Kafu getting hit in the face by. Yeah, well, your guy who dived against uh, against Suwon, right? Realised there was a hand on him, jumped into the box, fell forward. It's that same, it's that same idea. Where VAR should spot these things, right? And I guess, it, I guess it worked this time because like. You didn't. I mean, had they got the penalty, it'd have been one 0 anyway, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, I think the more we talk about VAR, the the more it it, it does just kind of drive me crazy. So, there's an interesting tweet earlier saying that VAR is good for the game but poor for the spectator because we sit around for two minutes not knowing what's going on. Yeah, I I, I seen something where someone said that for the TV football fan, it's very good and very exciting because they get they get to. They don't have to wait. They get to see I, the replay. I don't know that it's good or exciting because they could always get those replays anyway. But yeah. they're, they're less frustrated by yeah. things going missed than the person sitting in the stadium seeing a big sign that says VAR. But actually, living here in Korea, we can actually see replays as well, right? We, we've all got the app on our phone where we can watch live games. So yeah. if we are <laughs> smart enough to actually switch it on and switch over from the volleyball, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's. It hasn't been working very well, but I mean, I'm in a situation where I just like uh, it's it's going to it's probably there, and it's there. I don't see it being anything that be so. We just have to get the referees using it better, quicker, and more efficiently. Training, yeah, a lot of training. Okay, so winners and losers. By the way, you didn't talk about Puang Sangju. Oh, I didn't actually. Yeah, which finished three all, did it? Uh, yeah, three two. Three all. Three all. There's definitely one of the teams scored three. Okay. So what is it? So I guess looking at the table, obviously Kwangju are screwed. Yeah. So obviously we have Jongbuk uh, who are sitting at the top. Yep. Um, second is still uh, Jeju, obviously. Are they cemented in second? Or are they? Still uh, five points clear. One game to go. Okay. Uh, is that right? Yes, it is. Um. Yeah, so it's... Dirty Sue one in third. <laughs> well, we'll talk about them in a minute, about how dirty they actually are, right? But, uh, I feel so a yeah. points deduction coming on. So it's John Book on 75, Jeju on 66, yeah. Sue one on 61, so Jeju cemented in second. <sighs> that means Seoul needs to lose to Jeju, otherwise John Book's little star I was talking about last week will disappear, because there'll be more than nine points ahead. Something like that. Um... In fourth place, two points behind Suwon are Osan. Yep. In fifth place, one point off of that is Seoul on 58. So three points behind Suwon. The ACL dream is still alive. It's still alive, yeah. It's not mathematically impossible. Just improbable. Uh, and the last team in the top six is Gangwon uh, on 49 points. Of course, we now face my favourite thing about splits, um, which is that after last week's 4-3 victory, <coughs> by the way, for Pohang. Okay. Uh, Pohang are now sitting uh, on 49 points. Yeah. With a goals for of two better than Gang 1. Okay. So same points, better goals, and are technically sixth in the league. But because of the split, they're seventh. Uh, I, it's just why I, I, I dislike splits so much. 
but that's because they've been playing worse teams. Which, yeah, yeah, I mean, we've discussed this. Which, unless you're Seoul. Yeah. <laughs> um, eighth, and as we said last week, staying up, are Daegu. And then we have 9, 10, and 11 is Incheon, Jonam, Sanju, all one point of a difference. Yeah. So Incheon, 36, Jonam, 35, Sanju, 35. And two of them playing each other last round. Yep. But goals four sees Jonam and Sanju way ahead in goals four. So if they end up on the same points, so for example, yeah, if they Incheon and Sanju pin each other, um, so they can't end up at the same points, but basically if John and I end up at the same points as Inchon, sure. then they would be above them, yeah. And uh, finally, Guangzhou, five points adrift at the bottom, relegated back down. So, winners and losers. Losers of the week, obviously, Guangzhou for being relegated. Um, yeah, I would agree with that one. I'll probably say, yeah. I'd probably say, yeah, Guangzhou for, for being relegated, for me, would be the losers of the week, yeah, I think so, yeah. Paul, your losers of the, of the week? Um, would be FC Seoul fans. FC Seoul fans? For having travelled all the way to... For, although not mathematically, realistically losing ACL football for next year. Mm. Yeah. Um, go, go into a game, you know... You can't afford to lose, and getting humped four nil is that's no way acceptable. Yep, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, if you get humped four nil by John Book, then that's one thing. But getting humped four nil by Gang One is another thing, right? Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Paul, do you have a winner of the week? Me, because okay. I didn't go. Because didn't go. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's a rather uh, selfish one of the week. Also, uh, VAR, because. The, the Kangwon penalty was corrected to, okay. a sh- uh, to a free kick outside the box, which is what it should have done. Okay. So it does work sometimes. Okay. For me, one of the week, uh, would go to Incheon. Because after getting two men sent off, they must have been thinking, um, John and McBride win this, and then we've got a, 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 an uphill battle yep. on the last day. But now, after John and I'm being utterly unimaginative and pretty bland and terrible to be perfectly honest uh, and Sean yeah now know that a victory sees them a victory against Andrew in the last game sees them survive and you're looking at either Sanju or John I'm going down yeah yeah um, well I mean a victory in the last day um, would actually guarantee um, Sanju one, one winner this week was uh, the Tegu manager yeah and Andre Andre he was given manager of the month he was indeed. Uh, Miles of month, I mean, he did secure uh, a position for next year. Uh, they've obviously finished eighth as well, which is going to be a lot higher than any Daegu fan thought they would get at the beginning of the season. Yep. Uh, since the I mean, since the Miles left, he, he's done really well. He, he did a really tough team to beat. Give him an hour contract for next year. Give him a little bit of money. I don't know if there's any money in Daegu, but you know, keep the person that of have <coughs> Sign a couple of decent players, and who knows? They, they could be pushing for sixth. So, does he get your vote for manager of the year? Um, it's a tough one, right? Because he didn't win anything. So, I think it's really tough for a manager of the, of, of the year to win manager of the year. You might, might have done if you'd been there from the beginning. You might have done, yeah. Um, I think it's tough to give him manager of the year. I think he's definitely. 
I think he should definitely be amongst the nominees, which I believe he's not. No, the three nominees were Che Gangi of Chumbuk, obviously won the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim Do-hoon of Ulsan, yep. obviously got to the cup final and yep. sort of challenged for the league. Yep. And then the Cheju manager, Cho Sung Han. Yeah. Where does your vote lie? Um, I mean, I think it doesn't lie with Ulsan, even though they got to the cup final. Uh, I, I don't like watching them, to be perfectly honest. Um, Scored very, very few goals, right? They got a negative, negative goal difference despite being third in the league. Yeah, I mean, the Vasis, the yeah, the Vasis scored only 40 goals. Uh, 40 goals, which is actually like the third lowest in the league. Um, I just think uh, Jeju did be really challenged. Mm, um, I think it's got to go to Che Kang uh, The reason why I'm saying that is because I, I, I do think that this John Book team is actually weaker than, than last year's John Book team. It's minus Leonardo. It's been minus uh, Lopez for most <coughs> of the season. Um, and I think, uh, looking at it, I think he's to, to win the title um, and kind of win it from pretty early on. I mean, they've been out there since the start. Um, yeah, I think you've got to give it to Chikai. Yeah, I, there's there's no other outstanding performance. Like yeah. was it last year? We were wanting to give it to the Sangju manager, yeah, right? Yeah. Because even though they didn't win anything, they'd far over they'd overachieved massively. Yeah. But there's no team this year that you can say is overachieved. Yeah. A lot of disappointed. I mean, Guangzhou have been terrible. Um, Kim Hagbom hasn't done anything to keep them up really. Uh, Pohang have been disappointing again. Osan pretty boring to watch. Wang we've lamented him all season. Yeah. Um, so Suwon never really challenged for the league, even though they're third. But um, he did he did get a new he did convince his board to give him a new two year contract. Yeah, despite I, not really doing anything to yeah, deserve it. So. that's an interest. I don't really get why they gave him a, a two year contract. To be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, just going to go to Chikangi. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a sure end. I can't really see any reason. So anybody else? I, just before we, just before we move on, I'm going to see one last question. Uh, is Jonathan more nailed on for man of, for player of the season, or is Chikangi more nailed on for manager of the season? Odds. Which, which do you think will have the the smallest odds? Jonathan is player of the season. No uh, chance of him being upset at all. No chance of being upset at all. The, anyone looking at the K-League there's no chance if it's done fairly there's no chance of, of, of there being upset you could see the Jeju manager being but they always give the player the, the manager of the season to whoever won the league right? yeah so yeah but is I think bigger dead cert than Che Gangi to win probably it? not then maybe, with that logic then maybe not but I think I think if Jonathan doesn't win for the year I, I, would, I would be really surprised by that like, really surprised by that Okay. okay, moving on. What's been happening in the forums this week? Uh, I have no idea, actually. I haven't been on them at all whatsoever. Have you been on them? Uh, I didn't get into the, the I Love Soccer one this week, but obviously I've seen a lot of Seoul fans yep. talking about the uh, aftermath of the, the Kangwon game. Okay. And uh, a lot of people saying Huang needs to leave, needs okay. to be gone, uh, which I can't disagree with. Uh, and then a lot of people saying, well, should have beaten Kangwon easily. 
Oh, it's because that Suwon player dived a couple of weeks ago to get a penalty. Without that, we'd have had the points, so we'd still be in it. But uh, you can't, we're 37 games into the season, you can't pick one moment and say yeah. this is the, the moment where it all went wrong. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's the, the 90th minute winner that Incheon got a, month, a couple of months ago. There was losing t- twice to Tegu or whatever, and there's so many times when they've underperformed. There was a two dodgy penalty against Guangzhou, you're about 2 0 and you end up winning 3 2, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know what I mean like every, yeah. every, every pro has an negative as well yeah. but for me I, I read an article today saying that um, Seoul have a massive defensive problem that I would agree with yeah and I still don't think they've got a good goalkeeper but to me I, I don't agree well the body of the article said they've conceded less goals this year than last year like they've, only, they've conceded what 40 I, I, I don't know the goals for. Okay. So they, they've, anyway, they've conceded a lot less goals this year than last year. And they've been beaten heavily more times this year than last year. But to me, that indicates they don't have a goal scoring problem. They've got a, a goal scoring problem. Yeah, they don't have a defending problem, they have a goal scoring problem. Yeah. I mean, they, if they've conceded less, and, and, the, and some of those have been in like heavily defeated games, then really they've not been scoring enough at the other end to turn. Nil nils into one nil, yeah. or one nils into two one, or things like that. So, well, I mean, if you ever look at, at their, you know, they've had thirteen draws this year and only nine defeats. Yeah. Um, so so there's a lot of one issues and two twos and zero zeros that could be something else. Yeah, I mean, if you look at how many how many losses have Chunju had this year? Six, right? Yeah. Nine losses for Cheju, eight for Suwon, ten for Ulsan, nine for Seoul, fourteen for Gangwon. Yeah. So where it's all gone wrong for Seoul is that. They're not converting their draws yeah. into wins. Yeah, definitely. If you have a look at, I mean, there are 37 games, John Big have won 22 of them. Uh, so we've only won 15. You can't win a league with that kind of um, win ratio. It's impossible, yeah? Yeah. Something I did see uh, on, on a forum when you mentioned the aftermath was uh, the aftermath of the, uh, the Inchon John Arm game. Inchon John Arm game. Um, where there was the away fans were fighting with the home team staff. Okay. Uh, I'm fair, yeah, it was. I'm sure it was Incheon, Incheon fans fighting with um, with the Jonam. Didn't say players; it said staff. So I don't know if maybe there was some staff out after the game picking up some 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 cones or some corner flags or some stuff and I think there was some, some words exchanged nothing quite Patrice Evra-esque mm-hmm. but uh, I think definitely like, there was some words exchanged and uh, the, the image that I saw online was actually of a guy in a red, in a red jersey lying decked on the ground but I don't actually know who decked him <laughs> uh, Sport TV I think cut at the last minute and just caught, and caught some of the scuffles I was I had it on in the background on Neighbour and Neighbour just cuts a, a, a bang on 90 minutes. So we can expect another stadium ban? Uh, we, can, we can expect something happening. I, I would imagine that there has to be some fallout from that, yeah. And talking of stadium bans, did someone else get banned this week? Indeed, yes. Um, as we talked, as we alluded to earlier on, we had some interesting intro music. Uh, the intro music was, uh, who do you think you are kidding, Mr Hitler? Uh, because obviously, um, the Suwon Blue Wings' oldest fan, who was in Dad's Army, uh, eventually got banned. Is that, is that, is that what it was? No. Um, two two Suwon fans. 
two super influence things were have been given a one year ban uh, for making Nazi stroke fascist salutes uh, at Jonathan when to, with Jonathan when he scored I think it was when he scored the penalty against Ilsan don't quote me on the game because he takes his shirt off all the time but just from the video I've seen it's definitely he's got his shirt off and he seems to be waving it on the corner flag how does he not get banned more? I don't know he gets booked though he gets booked for it but I guess he doesn't get booked during games for anything else right which is why he does it so often right um, and he definitely did that in the Osan game because I remember him running back with the because he got a he got a penalty he scored a penalty and was booked yeah. for his celebration so that's how I remember was that how ludicrous it was to get a penalty and get booked for scoring a penalty um, so yeah it definitely does if it was that game um, how they're going to enforce a one year ban in Korea I have no idea because there's no assigned seating. Uh, you don't need to put your name forward when you're applying for tickets that I'm aware of. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's basically useless because a couple of years ago they banned the uh, the Taejong fans that beat up the mascot. Yeah, Incheon, and those guys were going to the next game and week after that, and the Seoul fans that got banned the other day, the, the other year from uh, for doing flares outside of Sangam. Yep. They're going to away games, and I'm not sure if they're going to to uh, home games and hiding away in a corner somewhere, or they're not going to home games, but they're definitely going to away games. So. Uh, it would be surprising if, if these two guys were, were, were actually given a, a stadium ban. Oh, I mean, they'd be given a stadium ban, but it would be surprising if they walk up at um, Super World Cup Stadium with a ticket in their hand, because I'm assuming they won't be able to buy season tickets, if right. they had season tickets. But I'm sure... They'll be able, someone else will be able to buy a season ticket on their behalf and they'll be able to go in every week, no problems. You think the, the little 19-year-old girl who sits... Well, she's not 19. The 16-year-old the girl who sits behind the tinted window at Super Mall Cup Stadium selling tickets is going to recognise that's the guy who's got a one-year ban and then say, I'm not selling you a ticket? No. Nope. not going to happen. The guys will be there if they want to be there. Yep. But what it might take is it might take policing of their own fans. So, for example, if their fans know who it is, and this guy suddenly rocks back up again in the in the home end, you know, like in the end. But you may very well get fans saying, "Hey, hey, Stewart, that's the guy. He's banned because maybe they don't want the guy seen again on camera, on TV, whatever." I don't think they will, and I don't think most of the Korean football fans really realise what that kind of salute means. Or I don't think they do. I think they've seen it. There's a whole ton of videos out there where you can see. You know, like football players doing that. You know, that like you had a guy in Turkey, you had Paolo Di Canio. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of fans doing it. I don't think they really realise um, what it means. I think it's kind of apt that it's. You know, the, I had the big issue a couple of years ago with the German uh, World War One flag or whatever it was. I was told that it wasn't, but by the Iron Cross. Yeah. And. Um, I had an issue with that then, and I think it's, it's kind of um, interesting that the fans who said that's not what it meant, uh, the same area uh, has two guys banned for, 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 for flashing Nazi salutes. Just as well. With when the team scored? Just while we're talking about this, uh, slight, slight tangent again, and I apologise for this, but I saw an article on the BBC a couple of days ago saying that Celtic, the only team in the UK... Not to wear, not to play last weekend with a poppy on their chest. What's your take on that? Uh, it's actually utter nonsense. 
Okay. Uh, Hamilton Academico has never played with a poppy. Dunfermline Athletic never played with a poppy. Uh, Bristol City didn't play with a poppy. Hartlepool United didn't play with a poppy. And there was a fifteen Bournemouth Bournemouth thing named today. Yeah. Um, so it was again another article besmirching the name of Celtic. Uh, my whole opinion of the, on the poppy is widely known out there on Twitter. If you want to go and look at it and. Um, I don't personally wear one, but I wouldn't like, disrupt them in a silence and I wouldn't condemn someone for wearing one. If brothers told me I had to put one on uh, to come into my work, I shouldn't name my company there, but anyway, <laughs> if my company told me that I had to put one on to come into my work, um, I would discuss with my manager my reasons for not wearing one. Allah. Who was it? Why did you say Allah as if you were in the middle of like, <laughs> you were going to finish off that, that well-known sentence? It was a, fr- that it was, it was a French Allah. That I'm friendly of chatting on a Saturday night. <laughs> it was a French Allah. Then I forgot the player. The Northern Irish player that wouldn't... What was he? Oh, James McLean. That yeah. one? Yeah, he doesn't wear one because he's born in Derry. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's a few players through through the years that have refused to wear them. Um, I mean, as I said, yeah, I wouldn't. I haven't worn one since I refused to wear it when I was uh, 11 in, in, in school. But I haven't. But I think uh, you said you said various other clubs didn't wear it. Mm. But I think also the fans of those clubs wouldn't particularly care one way or the other, but apparently there's a very strong mm. anti-poppy thing. But it should also be noted at this point in time that, that Celtic gave £10,000 to Poppy Scotland, another certain team that they had people parachuting off of their main stand, uh, had, had 45000 in the stadium and did a collection and managed to raise 4500 but there's been numerous rumours of people who put in £10 and £20 in, in the collection. So one team gave £10,000 and one team seemed to have stolen uh, a couple of grand. So I'll leave you if the wish one was more fitting with, with remembering people than the other. Take it as a percentage of it, that each team's budget. The, the results might be different. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, back to Korea. Okay. Um, so again, now it's time for our K-Classic. Yep. Okay. What are we going to look at this week? Well, this week is national team break. That's why uh, we have a, we won't preview any, any K-League games this week. Uh, the Korean national team has two games come up, one against Colombia and one against Serbia. We'll be watching the first one live in the ground. We will be there, we'll be there in the Sumo. Friday night. Friday night, 8pm traffic, traffic allowing. Uh, yeah, I mean, getting back will be easy, I guess, but yeah. That'll be good. Um, yeah, uh, I've never S- seen the second one. Will you be joining the uh, the Kayla United boys in Upper Deck it's to watch it? The night before I travel to Ansan, so the answer to that is a resounding no, because I will need to be in work for like eight o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm thinking I'll probably go along just to see what it's all about because they they have quite a few events there, right? Yeah, and I don't play FIFA on my computer slash PlayStation whatever, so I can't attend any of those but this is something I'm actually interested in doing so I mean I do love posters so I'll see but I, I, as a stand now I doubt it just pop in for one eh I may do but the last time I popped in for one with you I got home four days later <laughs> that's um, what happened to me with Jamie after that, the last podcast we did yes, together yes. it's like I have one pint after I like, got home at 4.30 yeah 
never good, never good. So, the game, I mean, they're also playing Serbia, which is the Tuesday, but I think for our K-Classic, we're going to highlight and look at the game against Colombia. Yep. Uh, Korea, the Korean national team have played Colombia twice. Twice at home. Twice at home, yeah. I'm not sure if they play them outside of Korea, but twice yep. at home. Uh, once in 96 and the other time in 2003. Yep. Uh, so we'll get rid of the 2003 match first, because that was a, a, a snore. Uh, a boring snooze fest of a nil-nil draw. Okay. Back in '96, they actually won 4-1. Okay. Uh, with goals from Kim, Park, and Lee, probably. Okay. The uh, the FIFA you used to be able to find out all this information on the FIFA website, but they've updated some time ago, and you can't. It's very difficult to find detailed information about these games. So, uh, but I'm sure a Kim scored. I'd be. I would. I would say it's more certain than a Kim score than Kang and. Uh, uh, che Gangi and Jonathan winning the, their respective players okay. of the thing. I'm going to go for An Jung Hwan scoring one of the goals. 96. Probably Che Yong Soo, maybe. <laughs> or Hwang yeah. Sun Hong. Or maybe even Che Kang Hee. Maybe, maybe he scored and then he's going to be manager of the year for that goal. Um, but the K Classic is not about those games. If, if one of our listeners. If aware, we would actually have previewed that game. If our listener wants that to, game. If, if any listener wants to tweet in with actually who did score, we'll be grateful. Okay. But our K-Classic is actually about Colombia. Yeah. And not as we discussed last week, the marksman powder, but uh, it's actually about the fact that we, are, we know that in Korea we get a lot of Brazilian imports. Uh, you know, recently there's been a lot more from the, uh, you know, the Dick and Asian player. You know, there are a lot more Australians and so on. But Colombia has delivered some pretty special players to the K-League. Yep. Um, there have been several uh, there, but I think probably... Most of them through Songnam, apparently. Yeah, yeah, we'll look at that in a minute. So the most high-profile of them all. We actually touched on one guy when we did our first K-Classic about John Book versus uh, the Dolphins. And that was Milton Rodriguez, yep. who went on to be like the FA Cup's top goal scorer at the time. I'm not sure. I don't know how, how that's panning out these days. Um, but yes, he was, he was one. Um, we also had... Molina, uh, who played for both Songnam and for FC Seoul, and that's where we want to like, maybe kind of focus on as, as much as possible. Yep. As Molina uh, has won everything that there is you can possibly win with a Korean team. Okay. Uh, he's won the Champions League with Songnam. Okay. Uh, he was in the team, in the squad that won the. Um, the FA Cup when Seoul beat uh, Incheon. Would have been his last game, right? Uh, yes, yes. And he also won the K-League um, with FC Seoul as well. Yeah. Um, and so the League yeah. Cup. And uh, he's also... Uh, you can't actually find a record of this because I don't think Wikipedia actually records the League Cup, but I am going to put everything out there and say he won the League Cup uh, against Seoul and Blue Wings um, with uh, Songnam as well. Okay. Um, so that would be uh, two, two reasonably big, big players. Um, two maybe not so well-known Colombians would be Anderson Plata and Cesar Arias, who both played for Dejan uh, in the first season that we had <laughs> the restructuring of the K League, and when the K League Classic lost three teams. Yeah. Uh, and Dejan last season were relegated. Those two guys were brought in in the middle uh, of the season by their agent, a man named Dennis Kim, 
who used to frequent the Martyrs Stadium okay. uh, of a Saturday um, with an Arsenal jacket on, uh, looking at how well his player was playing. A man who you may or may not have heard referred to as Tubbs on occasion, or Chunk, um, a rather large number 30 or number 3. It was still difficult to tell what his number was, it kind of stretched all the way around. <laughs> Uh, but he was he was a, a proper a proper player. He obviously played football at some point and was now played for the Martyrs, yeah. Yep. And you mentioned also you obviously mentioned there that most of them have come through Songnam. How many Colombians do you think the Songnam have actually had? Mm. Song uh, Molina. Yep. Reina. Reina. Javier Arena Most recently uh, of 2015. Um. I don't know. I don't know. There must have been more because you. I'm going to say four or five. Yeah, four. They also had the first one who was Harry Castillo, um, who at that time played for the Blue Wings. Then he moved to Pusan Icons before going to Songnam in 2004. And the fourth one, which was the most recent one, uh, uh, Songnam was in 2013. Well, sorry, the most recent before Rina, because the second time Rina was there, uh, was when they had Wilmar Jordan Gill. Uh, who played for them. So Songnam have had, had four Colombian footballers playing for them, each with relative success. Um, just before we move on to the previews of those uh, international games, if I had to say to you that Ecuador and Paraguay were represented, how many players would you think had come from those countries? Um, Ecuadorians in the K-League. Um, two. One. Uh, he was Energio Diaz in 1996. He played for John and Dragons. Okay. And Paraguayans? Three. One. Uh, Jose Ortigoza, who played for Osan Yandi in 2010. And how many Scots? How many Scottish players have played? In the K League. In the K League? Any? None? Um, you've got to really caught me out with that one. Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to say none. But I, I, I may be wrong. But yeah, I don't. Scottish manager uh, in um, Porterfield. Porterfield, Pusan. Uh, but I'm going to say I don't believe he brought any Scottish players over with him. We almost had one in, in uh, Sean Maloney, who was not who had a contract with Iran, not back. And yeah, no, no Scottish players have ever graced the fields of the Kelly. Five English. Um, it depends on what you class as being English, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there have been uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six? Yep. Who's the six? Uh, Dalian Atkinson, Jamie Curtin, Andy Cook, Chris Marsden, Richard Offiong, and Derek Azamoa. Offiong, that's what I was forgetting. So, so there you go. But yeah, so we face Colombia on Friday. Yep. Uh, we're going we'll be there 40 issues of football will be in everyone's favourite stadium um, watching everyone's favourite national team that's not their own <laughs> and Korea are you confident? Uh, Colombia should do well I think so yeah um, they're, they're bringing most of their stars uh, well there's one definitely here and that is uh, the bold key who met the bold Jamie uh, on a flight yesterday morning the what? the bold key Kisong Young met Jamie oh. 
on a flight yesterday morning. Okay. Uh, they talked all the way through the airport. Uh, I believe he was searching for that word for gonna leave me alone, mate. Um, but yeah, so Key's definitely here. Obviously, son's coming over. I think that they're bringing over quite a lot of they're, they're kind of big hitters, so to speak. But not each Chung-Yong. Uh, no. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm only going to the games I've never seen Colombia. I, mean, I haven't really seen that many national teams, to be perfectly honest. I've, I've actually probably seen more play Korea than I've seen play Scotland. Um, Certainly true for me. I've only seen two. Yeah, probably, yeah. I've only seen two England games. I've seen about 40 career games now. Yeah, I've seen maybe like, no, it's maybe still Scotland. I've been at a couple of Scottish games, but not very many. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to see Colombia. Uh, interestingly, one of my favourite ever Colombian players was called Carlos Valderrama. Yeah. For anyone who saw my wedding photographs, my sister used to be called Carlos Valderrama okay. by a, a barman because she had a similar haircut to him, but not the same colour. And no moustache. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to say 1-0 Colombia. Okay, so they're bringing James Rodriguez, right? I believe so. But they're not bringing... Um, what's his name? Uh, Falco. Falco, because he's injured. He's injured, yeah. And they're not bringing their Arsenal goalie because he's injured. Okay, so I'm going to say one each. <laughs> okay. Uh, for the Serbia game, which is on the Tuesday, I have no idea... But Korea don't do well against big, strong, strapping European teams. So I'm going to say a 1-0 defeat. So Korea actually scored against Russia, right? Did you see the goal against Russia? Come on, Chief. No. That barely counts as scoring. It was like a mishit. And the ball bobbled along and the goalkeeper fell over the top of it and it hit the back of the net. Okay. Uh, they got easily swept aside by Belgium. When they... In the same group as Russia. Oh, we're talking... World Cup. Um, yeah, I don't think they do particularly well against big European teams when they play the finals against them. That's true. Uh, so and they're, they're also not done particularly well in the last four or five games, so I'm going to say they're going to lose 1-0. No, they're going to lose 3-0, and they're going to lose 2-0. No, I'm going to say they're going to lose... Uh, okay, I'm going to go for... Uh, as, as I said, one each with Colombia... But dubbed by Serbia. Serbia. Okay. So that's previous. You, you've also got. Um, you mentioned you've got a first first playoff next Wednesday. We do, yes. But I guess are we going to preview that now, or will we try and preview that next Monday? Um, next week. You might as well preview it now. Okay. Down to Ansan. Uh, all the way down, going down with King Kenny, who's come back from his honeymoon just in time. Is coming back from Cinnamon just in time. It's convenient. Very convenient. He obviously came out to watch Celtic versus St. Johnson on Saturday night, like me hours after his wedding. Where was Queen Kenny? Queen Kenny was sitting next to him going, when can we go home, when can we go home, when can we go home? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was quite funny was when half the Seoul CSC left the bar, yeah. suddenly there was two wives, a Chinese wife and a Korean wife. Okay. There, there was a Chinese guy there. Where was the Irish one? And both... None. And both wives whispered in their husband's ear, and within seconds, the husbands were like, eh, "We are um, leaving now." And everyone just left, and I was kind of left staggering around trying to figure out where the where the flag was hanging up. Yeah. Which, by the way, is still on the roof. Found I need to go and get it tomorrow night or Thursday night. Um, yeah, don't you understand? Uh, the Phantom probably coming down might do a little bit of a kind of daily recording. 
that we, if we can edit it together, we can maybe put on a podcast elevator date. Um, confident? No. Think we'll do it? Maybe. Um, if it was at home, I would say yes, because I, I think the big thing about Solnan is that if it was at home, Park would purposely play for the draw. Because, you know, like a draw would get you through, right? Yeah. Um, so being away means that he knows he can't play for, for a draw. As long as someone has explained that to him. Yeah. <laughs> if someone has sat him down and, and gave him that rule, then he can't play for a draw. So he's, he, we are going to have to attack Ansan. Um, Asan. That's what I said. Yep, Asan. If it was only Ansan. Are you going to Ansan next week? Uh, I, I better check where I'm going, actually. Um, Asan. Um, so looking at it, uh, I don't really know. I mean, it's one of those games where, as I said, like, I, I think I'm, I'm not confident, but Songnam are definitely better away from home. Um, they, we do have players who, on their day, I think are are, are decent. Kim Dong Chan, Park Sun Ho, uh, Kim Do Yan. So I think we probably have better players. Like on our day, if, if everyone performs, then maybe, just maybe. Um, but I'm not anticipating coming back with a, with the world's largest smile on my face. Okay, hopefully you won't get cuffed for now. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you think? Do you have, do you have a prediction? I mean, you haven't really been watching the challenge much this season, have you? Really? No, but the the police have been. Well, the police have been a bit hit and miss, right? Yeah. They've had some very good performances. They've had some really poor ones. Uh, some of them obviously had a very slow start, and they've clawed their way back into contention, yep. but you're not overly impressed with them, are you? I'm not, but it should be noted that we actually haven't lost them all season. Okay. Like, the first game we drew, which was during our... Is that their first po- some of them's first point of the season? I want to say it was our first goal of the season. Um, back in April, we had our first goal of the season. Yeah. Um, then we beat them one 0 at home in June, which was actually the Monday of my wedding. So the Monday after my wedding. So the Phantom went to the game. That's the game you didn't go to, right? Yeah, so I'm scored in two minutes, and then nothing happened for eight years. Then we beat them recently two uh, 0 Beat them in July, sorry, two 0 down there. That was in our phase of we were just winning. Not yeah, we were winning or undefeated in twelve games, I think. Um, and then I was at the game when we beat them one 0 um, just recently, I think in in, in September. Uh, Kim Dong Chan scoring. Um, so we do have we have beaten them the last three times that we have played them. Uh, but again, it's 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 the song now. It's like you you never know. Well, but as I said, I think if the big players play. I think we have better players than Asan. So if, so if the big players play, I think we could just do it. I'm not going there imagining that we're going to come back, you know, in the next round. But I think we have a we have a reasonable chance of doing it. Okay. If I get, if, if we do do it when it gets to, to, to the next round, uh, then we'll discuss that one then because Busan's an our kettle fish totally. Yeah. All right. And then. Last thing then, a bit of outro music. A bit, a bit of outro music. Uh, what did we choose for this week? Uh, I've taken responsibility for choosing this week. I choose uh, Shed 7 
Okay. But 90s kind of Manchester-like type band. Okay. Uh, the title is Chasing Rainbows. Is that be- because of the protesters that are being chased by the police right now? No, it's because that's what I'm going to be doing for the next two weeks. Ah, hoping that Soul can do it, yeah? Is it? It's, it's amazing, right, that Soul have this mathematical chance. So did, did I mention earlier what they have to do? They have to put seven goals... Well, they have to hope that Suwon lose by two, by two goals to Chumbuk. Uh-huh. Seoul then has to put seven, plus however many sco- Suwon score, past Cheju. Okay. And then Seoul will leap thr- leapfrog Suwon. But this year we've already seen uh, in last year's was it Champions League semi-final, where PSG humped Barcelona, was it? Real? Yep. And the Spanish teams humped them in the first leg, went away for the second leg and got absolutely humped again. So they crashed out. Uh, we also saw in the Asia ACL, Guangzhou got absolutely humped by Shanghai in the first leg, went home for the second leg, yeah. and almost clawed it back. But they, mean, did, they did claw it back, and then they lost it in extra time. Yeah. Right? So I mean, it, it, it can happen, but beating Jeju, beating Jeju by seven goals in Jeju. Oh, no, is, is that so? It's in Seoul. It's in Seoul. Beating Jeju by seven goals is a tough ask. But I'm sure you'll be there, cheer on. Even with five minutes left, you'll be like, well, actually, actually, Kelly, uh, five minutes left, only need five goals. <laughs> we only need five goals, and technically, we did it in, I mean, Wednesday did it in 1982, blah, 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 right? We'll see. Hopefully, it happens for you. There you go. If it happens, I'll, I will run naked from Sangam to Songnam. Okay. Well, I'll be in Pusan. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think you'll make it all the way down to Pusan, but... I think there's more chance of someone else getting a points deduction, though. <laughs> what, because you're <laughs> naked? Because of Nazi salutes or match fixing. No, or no, no, no. Okay, sweet. Okay, well, that, that's everything for tonight. Should be noted the last time that Seoul failed to get into the ACL, they did win the league the next year. Okay. Which was 2012, 2013. Can happen this year as well after John got kicked out, right? Yep. So, I'm confident for next year. Okay. As soon as they sign a striker and a midfielder and a couple okay. of defenders and a goalie and a new manager. Okay, take it away, music maestro. I could tell.